together with me, Lucy Parsons. Welcome to today's show. Today, you've got me and Helen Chaplin, who is the lead coach with the Extraordinaries Club, um, talking about conquering your coursework. Now, both Helen and I have extensive experience of coursework, both as students and as teachers and academic coaches, and from slightly different subject perspectives as well, because Helen is an English specialist, I was a geography specialist as a teacher, but also did lots of science subjects as well. Um, so we're going to give you a flavour in this podcast about what we're going to cover in the Conquer Your Coursework Masterclass, which is happening for members of the Extraordinaries Club on the 2nd of December 2021. And if you're listening to this in the future, you'll be able to watch the recording of the Conquer Your Coursework Masterclass. Now, the Masterclass is going to cover lots of different things such as how to know which sections you need to include in your coursework to get the highest number of marks, time planning techniques, so you're not doing an all-nighter the day before your coursework deadline, which too many students do end up doing, the importance of doing the thought work so you know where your coursework is going and can write great introductions and conclusions, what help you're allowed from your teachers and how to organise yourself to make the most of that help. Um, how to use um, the valuable insights on exam board websites, which you can only really do your best if you do use them. Thinking about the person who's marking your coursework and really making their life easy because it is a real drag <laughs> marking coursework <laughs> as both Helen and I have experienced so you want to make that as smooth a process as possible and as easy as possible for your marker to give you the marks and really useful systems that you can use to keep track of your notes make sure you're making the right citations and can quickly and easily write your bibliography so today on the podcast, we're going to give you an insight into all of that. But if you would like to sign up for the masterclass, you can go to theextraordinariesclub.com forward slash conquer dash your dash coursework. So that's theextraordinariesclub.com conquer dash your dash coursework. Okay, welcome, Helen. And let's get into talking about conquering your coursework. Well, I mean, the first thing I think we need, we could do with starting with is actually looking at the whole idea of the question, you know, what going right back to what you're being asked to do, because I see so many students um, really get off on the wrong foot, because if you don't know what you're meant to be answering, if you don't know what you're addressing, then everything else that follows from there feels a little bit wrong. And the best way of kind of sorting that out is to be looking at what you've got to achieve. Are there any different example questions you can find? Is there a kind of acknowledged framework for a question? You know, certainly for, for English and essay subjects, are you going for an explore question? Are you going for a compare question? I don't know, how, how did you find kind of sorting out um, setting questions? I really struggled this with this when I was a student all the way through. You know, once I had my question, I was off and I could do the work. But it was the thing about the process that I found really, really difficult. And I think for me, it was just the scope of different things that I could choose. You know, I wanted to know everything. <laughs> so narrowing it down 
was really, really challenging. And then just thinking about how to frame that question. So it wasn't too broad. It wasn't too narrow. It was a Goldilocks question. It was just right so that you could answer it within the word limit of the piece of work that you were trying to do and get all the marks that you were aiming to get. Yeah, I think a lot of the time kind of (coughs) that kind of just right approach really helps and and I know you mentioned before about exam board material a lot of the exam boards give really really good guidance about look this is a well-worded question because of these reasons and this is a badly worded question because of these reasons and if you haven't got access to the exam board material then your teachers will have and, and part of the process is talking through how you can um, create that question to, to set you off on, down the right path. Yeah, and that really links into the thing that I mentioned at the beginning as well, that teachers are allowed to give you a certain amount of help with your coursework, but they are very strictly regulated about not going beyond that. But helping you with framing your question is one aspect that they can give you serious help with, isn't it? So, Helen, give us some info about, you know, the limits of what teachers are allowed to do to help with coursework it's it's always really kind of disappointing when I when I talk to some students the academic coaching clients who say you know I've I've got this piece of work I'm really worried about it and my teacher won't help me and then you kind of start unpicking that a little bit and realize that there's this mismatch of expectations there because we're used to teachers kind of really being supportive and giving all of that great feedback in really clear targets that say you know to do this in your exam you know you've got to follow these bits of advice and then all of a sudden you get to coursework and it seems like you've been left a little bit by yourself and and you can feel a bit stranded and you know that you get um usually one uh check of 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 a draft but a lot of the time kind of students say well they didn't really even help me and it's not that teachers are being deliberately difficult for inexplicably at this point it's the fact that anything that counts as as an NEA a non-examined assessment that's at GCSE or A level or EPQs fall under this as well um, you're not actually allowed as a teacher to give that detailed help you're not allowed to proofread you're not allowed to kind of you know write bits of it as as model paragraphs you're not allowed to kind of point out assessment objectives that are missing you're kind of um forced into this this very narrow path of being able to kind of give carefully directed questions almost to say you know are you happy that and and therefore as a student kind of understanding that really you know you you're getting this one shot about um feedback and you should be giving your absolute best at that point so you can get that constructive feedback because there's nothing more frustrating than sitting with a student during that one opportunity where your head is very much thinking oh i've i'm i've got to operate within this framework Mm -hmm. of, of not you know doing too much and you can sense that everything you're saying to them, they're kind of going, yeah, well, I was going to do that. I was going to do that. And it's like, well, this is this is kind of all I can say at this point. So really kind of expectation management, I guess. Teachers will do all they can, but understand that they're, they're kind of constrained because it's got to be your independent work. Yeah. So in the masterclass, we're going to be talking about how to make the most of the help that the teachers are allowed to give. And um 
you know, and not ending up sitting there with the teacher giving you advice that you're like, oh, well, I was going to do that anyway. You know, it's <laughs> it's much more helpful if the teacher, if you've done the things that you're going to do so that the teacher can see where the gaps are and can give you some real builds, some real advice that can really help you move that forward. So we're going to really talk about, you know, what that looks like in terms of planning your time, planning your work and everything so that you can make the most of those opportunities that the teacher is allowed to give yeah yeah so in terms of helping yourself so teachers are limited in the amount of help that they can give but there are ways to help yourself including using the mark schemes can you give us a bit of a clue about that Helen (laughs) yeah there's there's always um, a rationale behind what you're being asked to do. Nobody's ever plucked out of the air, kind of just write this random essay or or this random kind of case study or so. If you peel it back, you know you sh- you should be able to find something online. Ideally, kind of the, your your teachers kind of taken you right back to that guidance from the from the exam board. But it's there and it's there with a load of really helpful bullet points in terms of how long, what style, what skills. So in the mass class will look at how you kind of unpick all of that and how you translate it out of teacher speak which which can be a little bit daunting and into a more practical guide so you can use it as a bit of a kind of checklist and roadmap for actually writing and producing what you're going to do. Yeah I was looking at the GCSE PE coursework guidance the other day in preparation for the masterclass and it was a bit over my head I'm not a PE specialist but you know I could see that it's in there so having that guidance about you know actually how to take that and use it in a productive way is really really helpful I just remember as well that when I was doing my own coursework I particularly remember my A-level geography coursework and being the perfectionist geeky girl that I was and still am to a very large extent um, I wanted to get 100% and I remember going through the mark scheme and um, just before I handed it in I was like oh no I haven't included a statistical technique so I rushed out a statistical technique included it in the coursework I must say it didn't add a huge amount to the conclusions of the coursework but it was there so I got them mark for including a statistical analysis and you know it, it is I mean somebody the other day who's a member of the club described to me this approach as being very cynical it is quite cynical but it's, it's the system we're in and you know, it, 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 it works from the, from the other side as well because um, from a teacher's perspective you know you're sitting in that coursework moderation meeting with all of your colleagues and you can see that there's a really really good essay a really good piece of coursework in front of you you know be it be it English be it EPQ be it history whatever and yet that that cynicism says that you've got those bullet points and you get involved in conversation say well I think this is full marks and then somebody says but they haven't and then you go through and you kind of look and you think they haven't and then you have to take that into account so so cynical maybe but also pretty practical if you if you need to do a task make sure you've done all the elements of the task yeah definitely very practical so that brings us on to really to writing techniques and I think with the students that I've helped you know, they've really struggled with the actual writing element. I think if you've got a confident writer with coursework, they're okay. But if you've got somebody who really struggles with the writing side of things, then 
you know that that they hit a bit of a kind of brick wall a bit of imposter syndrome really with coursework don't they so um, what have you seen with students in terms of writing and what really helps them I think above everything else bearing in mind that clarity is really, really important because you can get into your head this idea of this is my coursework, this is X percentage of my A-level or my GCSE, therefore it's got to sound incredibly clever. <laughs> and sometimes you can you can have students who are striving to sound clever, but you look at it and go, I don't quite understand what yes. you're saying. So bear in mind that you're not expected to change into a different person. You know, if you've done the reading, if you've done the research, if you've looked at all the kind of systems and, and organised your notes in the way that we're going to, to talk about, then actually maybe you've picked up a little bit of that writing style and you can see what good, clear academic writing looks like. You can use certain phrases and certain kind of sentence frames to give you that academic tone. And you, you kind of bear in mind that who you're writing for because it's it's a kind of academic audience you know it's it's not a an email it's not a text it's not a blog post it's it's got that slightly more formal edge and you think actually um am i being clear am i am i setting out what i really want to explain here yeah and i i think it really goes back to that doesn't it it's knowing what you're really trying to say because it's very difficult to say something if you don't know what it is that you're trying to say and so I think people often get confused between the kind of exploratory thought work and the actual writing of the finished thing and I think some people think that just your initial draft where you're maybe still exploring what you actually think about something is going to be your finished draft and that's very often not the case. You need to go through this step of achieving that kind of clarity, don't you, before you can really put pen to paper and write it in this clear and succinct way that's going to get you the marks. Well, that kind of links into looking at not only the what the what the assessment objectives, what the exam board wants, but also the different skills that you're you're demonstrating, because there's a big difference between kind of approaching something with a narrative style where you're just kind of grabbing other people's ideas and, and kind of putting them together in a mosaic and where you're actually starting to synthesize, starting to mix ideas together and come up with your own conclusions. I mean, as a geographer, you must have come up against that idea of having to kind of bring everything together. Yes. And uh, well, I mean, I'm always talking about how marvellous the subject geography is, but <laughs> um you know, the answers aren't there already most of the time with geography because you've done some independent field research that nobody has done before. So you genuinely do have to look at the results and think about what those results mean and what the conclusions are going to draw. Um, so drawing all that together, it, it, it's a real skill and thinking about what different numbers and different responses and things might mean to your survey you know it, it, it's definitely a skill but it's just as much a skill as in an English piece of coursework or I remember one of my academic coaching clients in the class was doing uh, in the past was doing A-level history and just synthesizing his argument was a real struggle and um, he just really found it difficult to actually pin down what he was trying to say but again that comes back to the thought work doesn't it yeah, yeah. 
I think it, it becomes the difference between, OK, well, you've told me what A thinks and what B thinks, but what do you think? Yes. I think as as a student can be a little bit scary because, you know, we, we kind of um, we're not holding ourselves out as, as great world leading academics. But actually, you probably have made some connections about the area you're writing in that haven't been made before. You yeah, know, and they're, they're the moments that your mark is going to go, oh, nice, you know, and, and do that little perceptive annotation down the side. And it's actually, well, two things to say about that. I, I had massive imposter syndrome when I was at university about giving my own opinion because I thought I was reading all this stuff that very learned people with PhDs, maybe even they were professors, you know, had written and researched. What right did I have to give an opinion on this? But it was only when it finally twigged that that was my job <laughs> to have an opinion that things really started to flow for me. So yeah, your opinion is valid. You may not have the training or, you know, the experience that other people have, but this work that you're doing is part of developing that experience and those thinking skills. It's, it's you know, I always like to say to people, like, every level of your education is like an apprenticeship for the next level of your education. And it's developing the thinking skills, the communication skills and all that kind of thing that you need to have to succeed at the next level. Um, I can't remember what I was saying now. It was about, um, <laughs> what am I like? Um, it was, um, what were we talking about? We were talking about writing skills. We were talking about having your own opinion. Having your own putting your opinion forwards. Oh yeah, and how boring it is often for a marker to have on this side you could say this, but on this side you could say that. And actually, the most insightful and engaging things to read as a marker are the ones that say, "This is what I think," and I'm discarding this point of view because kind of thing. Um, and they're much more confident pieces of writing and that's what makes it more interesting I don't know what you think about that Helen. I think well I'd, I'd agree and it makes it more interesting for you writing it during the process as well because if you genuinely think that you're discovering something and you know kind of putting forward constructing an original argument makes it so much more engaging than than going through and just thinking I'm doing this because I have to get to 2000 words or I have to get to 1500 words because believe me if you're just throwing in random words to get the word count up we can tell um <laughs> when I remember one of my GCSEs we've also been there I think oh absolutely <laughs> one of one of my GCSE coursework pieces I remember we were looking at William Blake and maybe this was a, a clue about what was to come in terms of lawyering for me but I decided my course was, was going to be putting William Blake on trial for heresy and using his poems to actually kind of you know prove this heresy this blasphemy everything and I got absolutely so absorbed into it that that it probably took on a kind of disproportionate importance you know I kind of wanted to try William Blake for this but it made it so much more enjoyable because I, I did get swept up in it now I, I can't remember whether or not it was a brilliant groundbreaking piece of work or whether my teacher kind of looked at it and went hmm, a bit weird but <laughs> the process of it was so much better than just thinking am I am I at the word count yet especially because it had to be handwritten so you had to count the words at least now you can keep a track on them on the computer 
I, I think what you said there that really matters as well is doing a piece of coursework that matters to you as well. And I remember from both my GCSE geography and A-level geography, I did my GCSE geography coursework was about tourism in Northamptonshire. And at the time, my mum ran a farmhouse B&B. And so I had this, you know, access to a network of B&Bs where I could send um, questionnaires to it was something I could relate to because it was part of my everyday life and that at A level I did a study on my parish and how the changing nature of farming had changed the way of life in the village and that really meant something to me because it was where I'd lived I'd lived on a farm there all my life it was really meaningful and at A level um, biology I did a study about different crops germination and again because I'd grown up on a farm it was much more meaningful to me so I think if you're really going to get that passion try to find something that really connects with you and the life that you've experienced so far mm. and if you don't have an automatic kind of draw to it sometimes just doing the reading and looking into it with an open mind and with that kind of idea that I've got to do it so let's let's actually kind of uh, immerse myself in it will kind of draw that passion out of you and becoming I, I'm always saying this to students that becoming an expert in something makes it more intrinsically interesting you know once you have geeked out on a subject you know you, you see it everywhere and you're more interested in it it's like a positive feedback process isn't it yeah yeah okay um Word counts then, we've mentioned them, and they can often be really tricky for students. They either really struggle to reach the word limit or they really struggle to cut down to the word limit. So what's your experience of this, Helen? Um, starting out with a realistic expectation of how much you've got to write and getting an idea of what that looks like mm -hmm. um, is a really good uh, kind of tip because it can seem really daunting. <laughs> to say that there are 2000 words or so but um if you know what 2000 words looks like then you can at least um you know know that actually i'm aiming for x number of pages y number of pages apologies about my phone right. <laughs> working from home um yeah and and then kind of realizing that Actually, the word count is there for the reason that it, it wants you to, to combine that word count into part of the job you're doing. You know, it's not there to kind of say, well, I can't possibly do this in fewer than 5,000 words. Um, or, you know, I need this. Like part of the task is to come in on that or round about that word count, because that's the level of complexity your argument needs or, or, or kind of is meant to be structured around. Yeah, definitely. I remember at A-level chemistry, we had to write an abstract at the beginning of the piece of coursework, and I'd never written an abstract before, and the abstract could not be more than 50 words, and it was so hard to summarise the entire piece of work in 50 words, and it was the most time-consuming thing I did to try and cut things down into 50 words, but there is a huge value in learning that discipline of saying what you need to say in the space that you've been given to say it in and you know th these things are not set arbitrarily at all are they they're, they're done for a reason because that's the right amount of words yeah I, I usually tell 
tell my students a quotation, which I don't know if it's misattributed to Winston Churchill or, or whatever, but they say, apparently, um, I apologize for the length of this letter. I did not have time to write a short one. <laughs> so and that that really is it is very much more difficult to say something clearly and concisely than it is to waffle on for a couple of pages and that's what coming back to the thought work that's why that is so important to do the thought work first and then condense it down into something shorter and more succinct and more to the point and and in the um, masterclass we will be talking about the technique for writing to the word count splitting your um coursework down into sections with a plan so that you know like what you're aiming for in terms of words for each section and when you need to be moving on and you know checking whether you've actually achieved what you need to achieve in that section in the words that you've got because that can save an awful lot of time and heartache with the editing can't it Yes, including kind of I've seen students both with with word counts on coursework and word counts on personal statements sitting there kind of saying, oh, my beautiful words as they're being forced to edit them down. So, yeah, not not generating too many beautiful words because it's much better if you can create an argument around that kind of level rather than have to hatchet it up into bits. Yeah, I just remember that as a, a you know as a year 11 writing my English coursework and getting my words my words my like my babies I don't want to lose them but yeah you have to yeah, yeah. okay well I hope people have found that um interesting and informative um, and if you do like the sound of the conquer your coursework masterclass it is for students at both GCSE and A level and it's happening on the 2nd of December at 7pm you'll have both me and Helen and um, we'll be giving you a really structured masterclass on how to conquer your coursework if you'd like to sign up for that go to theextraordinariesclub.com forward slash conquer dash your dash coursework thank you helen for coming along today and thank you listeners and watchers because we've done this as a video for youtube as well have a wonderful day and goodbye